Hello and welcome to episode 22 of season 5 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host, Mars. I am not joined, as always, by my uh, Amiga Kylie and Amigo PJ. They both have the night off, but instead, I have two special guests. We have Amiga Hannah and Amigo Morph. Guys, how are we today? Hi, I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for stepping in. Sensational, Marzi. This is the most fun I've had with my clothes on. <laughs> yeah, imagine if you're Andrew Charleston. You'd even have more fun. Believe me. I'm talking I'm not of sure about that. <laughs> you said you're not going to be smug about this. <laughs> Listen, I said I can't guarantee lie. anything. I said I okay. can't guarantee anything. <laughs> right, well, like 20 seconds. We, we, we are recording uh, during the Burnley Everton game with about 10 minutes to go. So let's uh, let's have a quick look at the scores. And uh, yeah, um, top uh, for the evening is uh, myself. Uh, yeah, I do have Richardson. I, I, I honestly, honestly thought he was going to miss both penalties. That's how much confidence I have in him, as much as Weghorst, my only other player for tonight. Um, but yeah, at the moment around 67 or 70 minus, uh, minus four. And then, uh, Morph, I believe you, you, uh, so yeah, Doherty is the other probably big, big scorer in that. Um, Captain Salah. Uh, but yeah, can't, can't complain. Needed, needed a big score. Morph, you're on, uh, on 49, and Hannah, you're just behind on 45, I believe. And uh, any, any any special shout out shout out for this uh, for this game week? For my side, it would have to be uh, those who did not captain Mo Salah. Um, imaginative mavericks like myself who went for Harry Kane and uh, got a grand total of four points doubled over Salah's three points doubled. So. You know, given that I captained Kane at home to Norwich when Salah scored two away at Everton and Kane blanked, and that I captained Kane away at West Ham when Salah scored three at Old Trafford, uh, I feel like this is some level of vindication for me, Marzi. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, Hannah, how, yeah, uh, how do you feel about it? Two points now. Um, I think the game week's been quite all right. So 45 points, uh, pretty much Doherty, only one who... Returned for me. Then there's a couple of assists, assists from Kane and uh, Rafinha, but very quiet. Uh, Red Arrow's not as big as I feared it would be, and I got the Kulusevski points off the bench as well, which was jam. That's nice. It's always good to have some jam. Um, yeah, I was actually going to bench Lohati, um uh, if it wasn't for TAA not not playing. So that was lucky. Um, uh, Morph. Enough about us. Can you give us an update of the three amigos league, please, where where real players and real places are happening in the top five? Yes, it would be my pleasure. So, entering the uh, top five is "Why Always Me" by Rastislav Onik. Forty-four points for the game week and twenty-one fifty-six for the season so far. Um, in at number four, it's. Romeo, Romeo Bravo, that's RRB by Mr. Jamie or Mrs. or Ms. Jamie Tufts on 46 points for the game week and 21.63 for the season with a red arrow from two down to three is the tepid template. Perhaps would be the appropriate uh, name for my team by Alex Gray Davies, who's having a much better season than me. 45 points for the game week and 21.65 for the season. 
in at number two. Up from three is Origi Mini Mane Mo by Adrian Ponch. 54 points for the game week and 21.79 for the season. And top of the league is Larry of Brest by James S. 42 points for the game week, but 22.03 for the season. Absolutely incredible performance by him. And best of luck to all these elite managers who are doing brilliantly at this stage of the season. Fantastic, fantastic. And talking of doing brilliantly, it's definitely not Everton losing to Burnley 3-2. What is going on? Another howler at the back. Um, and uh, unfortunately, it's not Weghorst, it's Corner. In fact, I think Weghorst is off. Can't really, I'm not really sure if he's still playing or not. But anyway, um, yeah, thank he, you for that. He move. is off, actually. Yeah, Vedra is on. Yeah, he assisted Corner. Um, yeah, so um, time for my rant. It's an interesting one this week because I'm, I'm like, it's. it's not really a proper rant it's just like people now keep talking about Salah <clears throat> it's like you have the camp that say that the stat camp that's saying well, well he's not that bad he's getting the chances he will deliver and then you get the maybe the eye test saying well he is actually looking rubbish not his usual self and um for me, it's like, it's, it's quite simple. The guy is an emotional person. He's physically and emotionally drained. He's had a lot of games and he's having some, an off time. It's, stats are not going to tell you that. So you can tell me the stats as much as you want, but I can watch as a Liverpool fan and watch Salah over the last five years. His touch is awful. His body language is awful. And, and listen, he's one of those players that will turn it on just like that, in any game. And I hope, I hope he's saving it for City because we need him. Um, he's not suddenly gone from uh, the best, one of the best players in the world to the worst. He's just having a rough period. And that happens. He's human. But the, the, the stats brigade, chucking out stats, and then you, you get, even the stats are, 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 are split. I see some stats showing how um, his um, stats at the beginning of the season are better than stats at the end of the season. Like sometimes, take stats out of this. And just look at what's happened to the player. Two big finals, right? The the AFCON lost to his close teammate. Then another final to get to the World Cup, lost with him missing a penalty. About 150 games extra time. And he's not one to rest. So maybe, you know, let's see if if Klopp gives him a rest uh, maybe against Benfica or maybe in the Cup. But Look, not that what Salah has brought to us as Liverpool fans and to the FPL uh, community. He's not gone from um, from a, a great player to, to suddenly the uh, the wake host of of, uh, of the league. But we will have a discussion later, and there's genuine questions about, you know, without captaining him, can you sell him for a for a Bruno or a Son with with their fixtures coming up? Marza. Uh, Sorry, that just, was a bit. Br- that's, that's fair, fair enough, Marzi. <laughs> it's a fairly restrained rant. Um, I, I'd like to to do some research in in advance of most of the pods that I'm I'm privileged enough to appear on. Um, but I've been kind of like a uh, like a chicken today, and just uh, I, I decided I'm going to wing it. Um, I'm, I'm not apologising for that joke at all. But just looking at. Uh, <laughs> 
Mohamed Salah <laughs> over the last uh, last few seasons. Historically, he does he, he doesn't get rested very much. That's always the case. He does tail off a little bit at the back end of the season, and that can be driven by tiredness. This season, uh, when I appeared on the pod, just uh, I think it was just after his hat trick at Old Trafford. Um, I talked about how he's had stunning sort of variance versus the expected goals for an extended period of time. Um, perhaps the, the, the greatest significant positive variance of his career. So it was always going to tail off slightly, which is fine. That, that tends to happen in, in players not named Prime Messi or, or Prime Ronaldo. But we can't discount the fact that Salah is the best, probably the best player in the world at the moment. Um, he's a little bit tired, as as you mentioned, but would you necessarily say a player that scored four penalties in their last seven and a half games and has between game week 34 and 38 um, fixtures against Everton, Newcastle, Villa, Southampton and Wolves, including a double in 36, is someone you wouldn't have in your team playing for the best attack in the league and is currently the top scorer in the Premier League? This is a Liverpool side that created six big chances in the first half of a Champions League game away from home the other day. Six big chances. That is astonishing. It's absolutely astonishing. And in the Premier League, which is the competition they'll be pushing for alongside the Champions League, you can bet your bottom dollar Mohamed Salah will play play almost every single minute of those games. So while he may not be the best option, for anyone's team, he will certainly be a good option for every single team out there. Yeah, I um, agree with with, uh, with both of you in that sense, but also would say that maybe maybe Salah will get his minutes minutes managed a bit more than he typically does. Like we'll see more seventy minutes, etc. But I do think that he's going to start the majority of the games anyhow. So yeah. he's he's not yeah. leaving my team. <clears throat> Yeah, it's an interesting one. Look, look, we're discussing it, and 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 on this pod, we we do it on the fly. There's there's. Let's get into it. FPL Canuck, FPL Canuck says more Manchester City, Norwich and Liverpool swap for thirty two, thirty three. Is it worth the risk? For him, he's exceeding his season long goals. Well done, Canuck. Not all of us are in that boat. <laughs> so this isn't chasing. It's banking on an extra game and one terrible defence versus safety to the more to the game's most owned player. Thoughts? Right? I I I may sell, but I'm certainly I've got my wild card in hand, so I'm certainly bringing him back. So you have one for and, and, and for people with the wild card, I think it's an easier option. You could easily sell him. You could potentially sell him now. With City coming up and then United, because I think both games will be quite tight. United will not give us the space that they did at, at Old Trafford. Of course, that's just us talking. Anything can happen. Um, right. And the, uh, obviously, City is going to be, you would think, a, a very, very tight tactical game. And then you can bring him back in 34 when most people work hard or, 30, you know, for, for the Everton game moving forward. Right. Um, for, for me, for example, I don't have a wild card. I have a free hit. I am also considering it. It's hard. It's really hard because <clears throat> as much as I say, I will, it's always Liverpool first, then FBL. And as much as I say, I try not to to think with my heart or to go with my heart for FBL. I, I love it when I have Liverpool players, especially Salah, etc. But in a position where I'm in, where I'm chasing, I do think the fact that I will not captain Salah in 32 or 33 and Bruno 
captaincy could be over the roof in 33, despite having Liverpool because of Norwich, it might make sense to do that and bring him back in 34. When I look at my, my team, when I mapped it out, I'm building up for 33 uh, bench boost. And then I'm going to free hit uh, in, in 37. So I have 34 and 35 to buy players for 36. Now, obviously, there might be a double coming in the middle between 34 and 36, depending on what happens. Chelsea could have a game. Uh, you know, there's too many permutations. We don't know yet. But I don't really need to make that many moves based on, on the players that I have. So I was thinking, OK, well, you know, I can afford that, obviously, barring any injuries. So it's something that I'm definitely, definitely considering, as hard as it might be. Hannah, what, what about you? Do you have a wild card? I don't have a wild card anymore. I'm... Same as you, I have my free head, then bench boost. Um, yeah. Ciara's question, like, if I had the team where I didn't have any issues, I'd have a couple of transfers in my pocket, etc. I'd definitely consider it as well. But unfortunately, I have, like, an injury-ridden team and a couple of really shitty players on as well. So I'm going to need to focus those transfers somewhere else. So Salah, I'm, I'm comfortable holding him. And um, we'll see how that goes. I think he could do well against both of the Manchester teams. So, let's see. He absolutely could. He absolutely could. And that's, that's a thing for me, like, as, 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 a, as a Liverpool fan, to, to take him out and for him to do well. It will be still great because, obviously, th- that's what I want. But it will be double great if you keep him with everybody else selling. But, saying all of this, I'm, I don't think it's an easy option. I had this, this, this discussion with the GOAT, right? Abdul. On, on, on Twitter and he was saying you know selling Son or Kane is okay if you bring them back in 34 and I said well well based on let's say form in, in, in brackets because people don't like the way form but based on recent um, games from Salah Son and Kane I Son and Kane are doing better delivering better they are more in, informed than more so why is it okay to sell one of these two with their fixtures as well? They don't have bad fixtures at all um, play, um, in 33 um, and not sell Salah. For me, it, apart from maybe his ownership, because, yeah, great player, absolutely. He's a brilliant player, but so is Son, so is Kane. They will, always de- they, they are, they, they will deliver home games. Kane is in the form of his life. Son love, loves a home game, etc., etc. So, for me, it's not as easy as saying it's Salah you don't sell. I think you look at your team and like you said, Hannah, if there's not many injuries or there's or you planned it out, don't break your team to to bring in United players, which is what I said last week. I still would say the same. Do not decimate, decimate your team. Um, I, I, I wouldn't sell Kane to get Ronaldo, for example, because one, one is flying and one is struggling and probably not fit enough to play two games. <clears throat> but I will see how I'm feeling, how brave I am Friday, and see if I will go ahead with it, with the plan to bring him back, because I agree the rest of the um, the run-in is not as bad. Um, the double, 34 onwards, and it's just it's just Salah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Um, I think it's, it's a move that you can um, really team-dependent and how, how ballsy you're feeling, I would say. Yeah. So, just um, one, one, one last yeah. thing on, on Salah specifically, Marzi, just for, for Yaron to consider Go is that it. Salah scored um, seven in his last six games against Manchester United and Manchester City. 
does that include the, that includes the hat trick at Old Trafford? That includes yeah. the hat trick at Old Trafford. This, but I like that. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah, that yeah. makes it four. <laughs> yeah, seven in seven in his last six games. So it, that includes only one one uh, blank, and that was in a nil nil at Anfield um, yeah. last season. Yeah, definitely. It's, he's uh, got a very impressive record against both teams. Um, in in, a recent, in recent times, he did actually score two more in an FA Cup game at uh, at Old Trafford last season as well uh, in, yeah. in a three two loss for Liverpool. So he's got a very very good record against both yeah. teams. And Manchester United's defence is, um, well, horrific is is probably an a- accurate way of describing it. It's it's truly truly horrific. Look, with Liverpool going for the and and obviously. Uh, it depends on uh, uh, this game week is a huge game, but I don't think anything will be done. I've I've, I've said it and I'll, I'll say it again. If Liverpool win, it's then an open title race because if there's a team that you can bank on not losing from now till the end of the season, it's City. I will say this: City have this in them. They have the easier fixture on, so it's really a must not lose game for Liverpool because I think if we lose. So to go back four points behind after clawing all this back, it's, it's difficult to, to, to understand. But giving City a four-point uh, lead with the run-in is going to be difficult. If we draw, it's still, it's still there. Us winning makes it really interesting, but we still have tougher games. So we really need to perform in all these games. And he is a big game player, like you said. Also, to balance what you said, he's only scored one away goal to City in the league. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. Lastly, for Yaron personally, Yaron does have a wild card left. Yes, Yaron, I did look look you up. Sherlock Morph is on the case. <laughs> so Yaron, use your oh, wild yeah. card and bring him back in if you fancy him against United. Otherwise, yeah, feel free to take him out for City to look at the uh, the the Bruno impact against uh, against Everton. Yeah. Well, look, definitely good discussion on on Salah. It's absolutely worth it. The best player this season still so far and one of the best fantasy football assets. So selling him will always take a risk. I think if you're chasing, it's absolutely worth it. You know the risks. That That's what I will end it, end it on. OK, so um, what we wanted to talk... The, the, so that was one of the topics that we were going to touch on in, in, the, in the listener questions, actually. But we, we touched on it earlier. That's absolutely fine. Now we will go back to our... Um, two topics that we had uh, kind of planned for tonight. So uh, one of them is, um, you know, it's do you attack or do you do you defend, uh, do you attack game weeks or do you plan? This is the first game week, game week 32 coming up, believe it or not. In year, It feels like it's in years. Um, that isn't a double or a single or, or a blank. Um, so with that in mind and te- people having their teams set up, do you attack this game week? Or do you continue planning for the future, doubles or, or transfers? Um, we have we have a question on this. Uh, uh, let me just get that up. Um, and it's from uh, FBL Anfield at Romero and Dovo. With no injuries or suspensions in your team, is game week 32 a good time to roll a transfer or, uh, to get more info in on double game week 33 or attack every game week from now on? Hannah, what do you think? Um, first of all, I feel super relaxed because it's not like a blank or double game week, finally. Um, for Romero's question, um, I think this is a really good one to roll if it's possible because you are then going, going into the quite sizable level at 33 
with two transfers. So it's a really good place to roll. And um, I would have definitely done it myself without the Tierney in- injury. But now I'm going to have to do something about that. Um, yeah. Once again, it's team dependent. But I do think that this is a good good time to roll. And you don't have to like over-engineer your team or over-manage your team at this point of the season either. I think a lot of people have that pressure to constantly be doing something now. I agree with you. Um, I do, yes, uh, it, it is also. It actually really depends on 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 your on your uh, chip strategy. And there is a question on this from Rich Cousins at Waylander seventy three. Um, he also wants to know how many burpees you can do in ten minutes. I assume that's for you, Morf. We'll come back to that. But well, tell us how many, like how many burpees many. how many burpees you can do in ten minutes, Morf. Well, I could do I could do about thirty in the first minute. Um, <laughs> and then, and then it, it all starts to go downhill from there. Um, but so thirty-one by the time uh, you recover, maybe even thirty-two, Marzi. Who knows? <laughs> I, I try, I try and get to as many burpees as my as my age, which is somewhere between thirty-two and forty. But we we won't go into that. <laughs> so uh, FBL related, with three hit bench boost and wildcard left, what in your opinion is the optimal chip strategy or strategies? And this is why I mentioned this. It's 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 a good question at at, at this time. Um, I agree with you, Hannah, that if you don't have anything, you know, uh, any any injuries, etc., it's a good time to roll and um, attack 33. But for me, for example, talking about chip strategies, I'm, uh, um, I do have a free hit and a bench boost. He, he has a wild card on top, and I'm planning for my bench boost for 33. Definitely. Uh, Richarlison is going, for example, probably most likely bringing Sam Maximan in. Why not? It's a bit of fun and I like watching him play. And there's absolutely no other strikers that I want. Um, and he's got a double. So if you're planning with a bench boost, if you were free hitting in 33, that's fine. Or, or 30, uh, 30, 36, you plan for 33. With bench boost, I need to set up for my bench boost. And there's a couple, although I have been planning it semi between 33 and 36. Now, with with the way things have fallen, I'm I'm going for 33. Um, I'll be bring, I'll be making my moves for 33. So I'll be making a double move to bring in players that will be doubling in 33. Um, but uh, more, what's what what chips do you have left, and what would be your strategy if you had a free hit bench boost and a wild card? Yeah, you, oddly you have, enough, like Rich, yeah. I do have a, a free okay. hit bench boost and a wild card. Go. So my free hit will be used either in 33 or 37. So I'm going to use 32 to try and get some intel for 33, which which kind of uh, feeds into um, into FPL. It was FPL Anfield's previous question there. Yeah, that's that's my plan, and I, I completely agree. If you if you're happy with your team as it stands right now, um, why not take a week where you you roll a transfer? Um, know that a lot of people are going to be invested in that Liverpool Manchester City game, where they have at least three to four players so you could potentially avoid that and gain some upside if you do want to uh, make a transfer but if not you could cover your bases and and use that to get intel so i'm still kind of deciding on that 33 on that basis then looks decent for a free hit as does 37 i'll probably wild card around 34 what i would say for for people who still have bench boost left is in, in bench boost there's there's two things i like to look at is there availability of 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 cheap 
key assets that you can sit on the bench for, let's say you're bench boosting in 36, you'd sit them on the bench for 37 and 38, and that includes potentially two um, playing goalkeepers. Now, Ben Foster is the cheapest playing goalkeeper in the game at four million. Admittedly, he's not going to keep many clean sheets, but he is under a Roy Hodgson side who have looked uh, somewhat better at the back. And the fact that Watford have the the double in 36 against um, against Everton at home, who aren't exactly uh, uh, aren't, aren't exactly tearing up trees right now, uh, and Palace who may well be on the beach probably suggests that that's the optimum time for me to get that uh, uh, get that block of uh, a block of fixtures out from my from my second keeper and then I'll have uh, probably Casper Schmeichel for Everton and Norwich in, in 36 as well so bench boost 36 works best for me I think I've just got to d- determine whether or not to use my free hit in 33 or 37 uh, and I'll most likely wild card in uh, in 34 because by that point most will be be sort of ready to go to to fire through the, the back end of that season and I'll, I'll back end of the season I'll likely bring him back in at, at that stage yeah, it makes sense. I can see. I can see why a lot of people will, with a wild card, will dead end their team in a way for 33, and then wild card in 34, set it up for 35, 36 bench boost, and then hit 37 with a free hit. I mean, if you, I think if you have those three, it makes sense for those. When I look for, for like without a wild card, I had to make a decision: where do I use my free hit because it's really the most valuable one. And when I looked at my team for 36, I already have. Uh, 10 doublers now you could argue okay well um, then have more doublers on the bench but I can't get to the, any of the players that I want um, or make the transfers the, the, the guys that are benching are really cheap and I think 36 is a is a double where actually it's the premium the premium teams have the better the better games apart from if I'm, if I'm not mistaken is, is, is it Everton who have a good in 36? Either Everton or Leicester have a good double game week and I will have their players. I think you said you go for yeah, Schmeichel. It's, it's, so it's Leicester. Leicester. Yeah, so I'll have Schmeichel. In, in a hat show will come in and I'll probably have a, a midfielder. Um, so it will allow me to focus on a strong 11. Whereas in 33, for me, with without a wild card, I don't really want to uh, get rid of my Spurs players. I don't want to get uh, rid of, well, Trent and... Let's see if more, more survives or not. Um, and bringing in, it's easier for me to build a bench with a Newcastle player or bringing in the pl- players like a Newcastle uh, range, uh, etc. So, <clears throat> yeah, just just a point on 33 free hitters, Marzi, um, yeah. which, you know, it's a perfectly viable strategy. But what I would mention is that Manchester United play at home to Norwich at 3 p.m., on Saturday the 16th of April. They then go away to Anfield on Tuesday the 19th of April to play a Liverpool side who won't have played since Sunday the 10th of April. I I believe they'll have had a cup game, but that will have been against um, Benfica where they're already 3-1 up. No, 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 no. Have I missed that? We have Benfica and then City in the semi before United on Tuesday. So Saturday, Tuesday, just like just like United. It is it is Saturday, Tuesday. I beg your pardon. Yeah. Point being, United will have to play Saturday, Tuesday, so there may well be some uh, some rotation there. Yeah, I, I, and I agree with you. That represents a risk. I agree with you, and that's that's for me. Can can, can Ronaldo do it? I'm, I'm honestly not sure if he can. But and and which one would they go for? Realistically speaking, and, and you know, I love to to mock United wherever I can, just because growing up. 
they were the the pain yeah. in my footballing uh, life. Um, they know they do they go and all out to beat Norwich because they need to win that game, or do they rest some of their key players thinking we can beat Norwich and play them against Liverpool? It's a really tough one, right? If you were United, because you can't afford to lose either game. But which one is gar- the guaranteed win? Is probably Saturday. You, do, do you see what I mean, Moth? Uh, with the way with the way the fight for fourth is going, which, which is why is it actually it's brilliant for us FPL managers. Everton losing today, fantastic because Everton, Burnley, Watford will all be fighting for something. Then you've got top four: Spurs, Arsenal, United. With Chelsea losing, Chelsea are there. Wolves are still there, so it's it, it's a tough one. And and I agree with you. Bruno has been rested before as well. Like, do they need him against Norwich to, to win? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're overthinking. Right? We've not got any other games to be fair, so he he probably will play all of them. Um, but uh, but Arsenal's loss the other day probably has, has galvanised United, and with um, with with the new manager to be announced imminently, they'll probably go for it because there's there's nothing else left to go for, uh, and they all get um, they all get Champions League bonuses for uh, for qualifying. So that uh, given that this is a, a pack of, of money hungry mercenaries. I'd suggest that they'll probably put in some level of effort to uh, to try to get some more zeros in the bank. Um, I'd imagine, given that they're all after their after lining their own pockets, and they know that um, that that's what the Glazers are looking to do, that will certainly certainly be the case. So Man United, you know, worth investing in, but with uh, with, with some trepidation, and certainly avoid the defence, the, the United defence, even David Gea, just just utterly utterly um, yeah. appalling. Hannah, what's your thoughts on on the chip strategy? With what you have and and uh, and attacking uh, the next few weeks. Um, I think what was it? Yeah, I was carded on on 28th, and that's kind of where I set my chip strategy for the rest of the season. So it's pretty much like been quite carefully planned out at this point, and I haven't been adjusting it. Um, so the plan is to to bench boost 36 and free hit 37. So I'm going to be going chipless and just trying to minimize damages until then. And uh, it, it does seem like quite the template chip strategy. So it, there might not be much to gain anyhow, but we'll see. It's, it's going to be exciting anyhow. Um, now, now I'm just trying to figure out how to get, get in some Leicester players who actually play. And uh, that's probably going to be quite a headache. It's got to be Schmeichel though, hasn't it, Hannah, from, from Leicester, I mean they're they're your team, but the safest option is Schmeichel. Um, and then if you're looking for defenders that that might be on the bench, you'd probably look at what Amati, who's who's recently had a price rise back up to four, um, and then potentially Fofana yeah. as well. Yeah, hold, hold 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 that thought more because there's a question. Uh, we'll co- we'll come we'll come back to Leicester. Let's uh, well actually you know what as we're here let's continue. So let mm-hmm. me let me just find the question and then whilst I find that there we go got it here. Avnesh Jasma at walk on seven underscore seven. Is it timing to go all in on Palace and Leicester players? So, Hannah, being our f- resident Fox fan, um, mm-hmm. what's your thought on the fact that Leicester might be focusing on Europe over the league? Because I think it's a lot of nonsense personally, but you might know better or have an inside any inside information and what players. So. Morf was just talking about Schmeichel. I absolutely agree. 
the thing about Schmeichel is he's gettable at his price range. You can ease, a lot of us have either Ramsdale mm. or a Pope, and it's easy to get to Schmeichel. In 36, I don't think you need to rush. I actually don't think the 33 double is that good, but the 36 double is juicy. But anyway, you tell me what you yeah. think. I do think the 33 is quite good as well, especially from an attacking perspective. Um, okay. But yep. if someone would want to get Schmeichel already ready for that one, I'd say go for it. Um, our defense has kind of a tendency to go into a uh, full banter mode at some point. So it's, it's still unreliable. But now that we have Fafana and Evans back, it's like you can already see the improvement there. There's a lot more like calmness in the game. So I would be quite happy to get Schmeichel and I'm just definitely considering it myself because at the moment I have Saw. Um, yeah, then- Saw is another one that many people have, yeah. Yeah, but about about the focus being on Conference League at the moment, that's definitely how it is. Like, that's our priority. There's nothing that we can win in the Premier League. So if the Conference League games, if they require us resting some key players in the Premier League, that absolutely will be done because we have been investing quite heavily on, like, getting a bit of a deeper squad. So there are people or players who we can then field. So, for example, Madison is not guaranteed, unfortunately, even though everyone, of course, wants yeah. to be getting him at this what point. What about Barnes? I completely understand. I think Barnes is a bit more nailed. Like, his, he won't be, like, he doesn't have the need to be rested as Madison might, because I, I still consider Matters a bit more injury prone. Um, yeah. So but we might see, might see both of them being playing at least 80 minutes every game. Like we we just don't know, but yeah. it's a risk that might be worth taking. As an Amati owner, uh, this sounds crazy. I actually brought mm. in Amati to be able to to um, um, afford Weghorst. I don't know which one is worst, um, but anyway, <laughs> as an Amati owner, is this giving me hope that he might play in the in the league and uh, and, and the, the the main defenders play in the in the Conference League? That might be. I think that's that's a it's a possible scenario, but it can't guarantee anything. I'd, yeah. I'd say like the preferred centre back pairing is is probably uh, Fana and Evans. So those will be the ones who play Conference League. And whether whether um, Rogers wants to get them kind of a better rhythm by playing them also in Premier League, or whether he wants to give them rest because they've have had quite long injury periods, it's anyone's yeah. guess. I really don't know. And and with with the news about Vardy, where where mm. do you think do you think Nacho is is a risk for the league? Will he be more prioritised for the Conference League, or is it about rhythm? You know, managers love rhythm, and they're yeah. like, oh, I want my players, the ones that I want, they need to play. So will he play? Could we see players like Nacho playing 60, 65, 70 in the league, then off, and then playing the Conference League or DACA League, Nacho Conference League? Um, it, yeah, if I had to guess, like Nacho and Daka two up top would probably be like the ideal scenario for them. But then again, why would we risk them by playing both up top, for example, in the Premier League? So let, let's see, like, um, PSV is coming up first. Who plays then? How much do they play? Then we could maybe make, make an educated guess about who plays on 32, but still, might get it wrong. I think the strikers are quite risky at the moment to go either way. Um, yeah. I would probably go for the midfielders, but 
we do love nacho, right? Yeah, I, I did get this body by avoiding nachos. Let me make that very, very clear. Um, just, just on on the the nacho daca comparison, in terms of the last um, since game week nineteen in the league, Patan Daka has had, I believe, two ninety minute blocks. Since game week twenty five, he's played ninety minutes in the league once, and see, since game week twenty eight. He's not had a single league start, so it, it does appear as though Dakar is kind of be, becoming more of a uh, more of a more of a cup European, specialist. Yeah. Yeah, but but that said, you know, we wouldn't put it past Rogers to to rotate, and then you've got Vardy's looming return um, at, at some stage, which which may come with the the pileup of fixtures that they have. But mm. yeah, I mean, Park exactly. seems to be seems to be the best yeah. option. A point for the the defence, um, very briefly. Uh, and, and maybe a question for Hannah. How do you think that mm-hmm. um, and Diddy's absence for what will likely be the rest of the season um, mm-hmm. will will impact the the, the defence? Is, is that still something you'd, you'd consider investing in outside of Schmeichel or is that does that then make it a, a really risky and potentially even a no go area? Um, well, there's so many like uh, the premiums and defence are so good at the moment. So I'm I'm not like personally considering any of the defenders but uh um there are some really good differentials like our wing backs they like to go advanced they get get a goal they get assist here and there as well so i don't think it would be dumb to consider james justin for example because he's probably yeah. going to start the majority of the games uh cash daniel is an option as well like we've seen some really yeah. good stuff from him now that he's back um of course, Ndidi's absence is going to affect, but we do have Samara now and we have KDH and Tielemans. So I think we're doing all right on that sector. Yeah, I, you know, I agree with you. Uh, what, one great point you made. There's so many premium defenders. The only reason I have a Marty is for the bench boost. And to be honest, I will take the if, if, if he doesn't. I have decided that if he doesn't play, I'll just I'll just remove him for a shower or something from Newcastle because they have the better defensive mm-hmm. fixtures, if you like, of 33. Um but that's what makes Schmeichel even more appealing. And, uh, you know, with, with, the, with the premium defenders versus, versus the keepers. And my other point on Leicester is because of exactly what we just said, for me, they are definitely not ones that you buy early. But again, I bought Amati for a reason and he's sitting third on my bench. You buy them exactly for 33, exactly for the double and 36. You don't buy them ahead of time because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, especially if you, for me, to buy now for 36, I think it's a risk. You have they could be they could progress in Europe, so they focus on that. You get more information to see who's playing, who's not. I think there are better players in the areas, like we just said, defenders. There, there are keepers who have doubles that you don't. Oh, Schmeichel is an easy one because you can bench him. Um, it's not like they're free scoring. Uh, to, you know, we, we, we all know how bad the, the forwards have been lately. Um, so to, to to fight to to jump on natural early, I just don't think they are a, a team that you really need to invest in only uh, outside the doubles. So for me, they'll be coming in exactly for the doubles. Um, so Barnes for 33 potentially, and then when when I go for for 36, I will have um, uh, Schmeichel and Nacho on top of that, um, just just to to avoid uh, you know all this buying early and then them getting rotated. Just the more information I have, the better. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense, and we've been so unlucky with injuries. So anything exactly. Can at any point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes we we plan so much, then injuries come in the way, etc. Um, 
Morph, we touched a lot on 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 Leicester. You are going to be the uh, uh, um, the lucky one to to tell us about Palace. So if I look at their fixtures, Leicester, Newcastle, Leeds, Southampton, Watford, then a double of Aston Villa and Everton, and they round up with an easy game at Old Trafford on, in 38. Very should good. We be, should we should we should we be going all in on Palace? I mean they they're an interesting team, aren't they? They they are playing well. They're actually scoring a lot of goals. Zaha's probably one of the most frustrating players that you can have. I'm looking at him for 37. No way anywhere else. Are you considering any of their players outside of the double? I I wouldn't necessarily say so outside of the double. I mean Conor Gallagher is is definitely a reasonably priced midfielder that I'd look at for um for their potential double in uh, in in 35 and. Um, and, and that's uh, an interesting place to look. So yes, they do have good fixtures, um, but that said, they could very well be on the beach. I mean, they're on they're on 37 points in the league. They're really, really uh, excuse me, yeah, 37 points in the league. They're ninth. They're really you know healthily placed, and they're they're not necessarily a team that that, that tears up trees without um, uh, without Patrick Van Arnold in there for the the normal uh, late season rush. <laughs> So he loves the next season. Rush, he, he does, doesn't he? Um, so you know that that said, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, a a bad idea to invest in one of their players for um for a potential bench bench boost, uh, and um and, and look at their double. But I think overall, with with Michael Elise out and he was their their sort of uh, another reasonably priced midfielder that you could look at, you wouldn't necessarily want to touch any of their uh, any of their forwards, including Mateta. I mean, it's just look at Mateta's minutes over the last few weeks. You've got 30 minutes, 68 minutes, 64 minutes, 68 minutes. Unless you're planning on on bench boosting with with a bunch of Palace players, you probably want to stay away from it. Um, got to give a shout out to Patrick Vieira though. He um, I, I I didn't think he could do a, a particularly great job uh, with with these guys at the start of the season, and he's really really turned them into a uh, into a useful bunch. You know, maybe potentially you could look at Gay or, or Anderson for. Um, uh, for, for a double, if you if you want some some fodder on your bench, but to me it seems as though there are there are better options at uh, at Leicester to to fill the bench out. So yeah, to answer that question, maybe a Palace attacker, but ultimately I'd I'd be focusing if you want just sheer volume of games, I'd be focusing on 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 Leicester. Um, they've got a tough yeah. game in the Europa in the Europa Conference, by the way, against it's against PSV, uh, who are who are a side that are used to playing European football. Um, so that that'll be interesting to see, and, and I, I think eventually the you know if no 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 offense to you Hannah and, and to all the foxes listening to uh, listening to the show, but I I do think it's it's going to be tough for them to uh, them to get through that particular tie. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a tough tie. I Let's completely see. Completely agree. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. No, fair fair point on Palace. Uh, agree with that. Right. So um, our other topic is um, City. Right. They will have a double sometime in the future, depending on the Cup Champions League results. We don't know when, but it's coming at some stage. But their fixture run, unlike what we just said about Leicester, Palace, whoever, is absolutely ridiculous. Most of us will have Cancelo. What do we do with City? They have low ownership, rotation, potentially. You've got the Champions League. Let's see what happens against Atletico. They have, they have a tough away game with only 1-0. The Cup... They have a, I would say, a tough game. You've got the. Do we cover the defense? Do we talk tar- target their players as huge differentials? Hannah, what yes. do you think? More, sorry. Yep. No, I'll, yes. I'll I'll defer to I'll defer to the lady first on on this one, Hannah. Go ahead. 
Um, I'm a bit concerned. I currently don't have any City players on my team, not even Cancelo. Um, but that's something that I do want to fix ASAP. Um, I would. I'm. I'm super worried about their uh, rotation as well. Uh, we already know that Pep love, loves doing that, and it's yep. not going to get any easier for us. But uh, especially if you're going for differ- differentials that you really want for them to come through for you, because no one else has them, and then they're benched or get like one pointers off the bench, as as they typically do, especially the attackers. Uh, it's a huge risk because they are they are quite pricey as well. Um, some people probably doing uh, Salah to KDB as well, or at least should be considering that. Um, I like it as a move, but also he's definitely someone who will get a rest at some point somewhere. So it might be that exact game where we're targeting him. Um, I don't know. If I get the opportunity of getting a City attacker, I would maybe consider Sterling or Foden or something. But it's not in my immediate plans. I'll probably probably prioritize Harvard or someone else. Okay. So for me, for me, I've, I've got to say, regardless of if you are considering Manchester City, which you should, you should certainly be considering them. You've got to go and follow um, Emma on Twitter. Uh, Twitter account is at jump the wave. Shout out to Emma. Every week she um, collates the predicted Manchester City and Chelsea lineups. Thanks to um, uh, the, the pepper roulette and to shell tombola that we've got going on. And most weeks, you know, she she does track her results and and the results of of the uh, the, the input that's given to her by um by a group of, of of top quality managers, and most of the time she gets them right. Um, very transparent about it. Please go and follow Emma. She's a she's a great great account. Um, and with that in mind, there's two things to to factor in. Firstly, get Cancelo in your team. Um, if you can't get Cancelo in your team because of affordability, get a City defender. So be that um Laporte. Uh, when he's back to full fitness, Ruben Diaz. If not, um, Laporte, you may want to risk it with John Stones. Shout out to Randy Shafter. We know how, how much he uh, he loves John Stones there. Um, Edison may be a consideration, but really you want to be going for goalkeepers who who have doubles, um, who, who are locked in. So get a City defender, get Cancelo if you can. If you can't, look at Laporte. Um, on the attackers and potential captaincy options, we do know that KDB is likely to play as a false nine. So you've got a premium there who you may wish to consider. Foden is um, is, is a good option too, but we do know that Foden is prone to rotation, particularly with games quite close together and Foden being quite um, quite a young player who Pep still wants to protect despite giving him increased exposure this season. The one that I would say is likely to be at the top of Pep's mind with games close together is Riyad Mahrez. Um just a devastating, devastating player, uh, absolutely elite. And Pep has spoken before, particularly at the back end of seasons, about how good Mahrez's fitness is and how he's uh, how he doesn't rotate him particularly often. And if Mahrez is not in the side, he very seldom comes on as a sub, which means if you've got a good first sub, you can bring in your first sub points as a Mahrez replacement. Now, that said, he's not a cheap option. So you would be taking a gamble. But if you take a gamble with the best information you have possible, considering where your team is, then Mares for me, would be something that you should keep a particular eye on. And he's certainly someone I'll be considering for game week 37 when they have their likely double away at West Ham and away at Wolves. Yeah. 
No, look, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point because like we we know Mares is one of the kind of most explosive. Like his ceiling is high. He always has that hat trick uh, match at some point of the season. So the lucky ones who catch that. Yeah, many of us will have bench boosts as well, which means that you have playing players on the bench to cover for those um, for those rotations. One one rotated player is not going to be the disaster. It's it's when you go all in with three. I remember going on with all three attackers, and City are one of these frustrating teams that sometimes they manage the game. As in, when they go one or two nil up, they just strangle the get stranglehold of the game, and they don't really demolish teams. Sometimes watch them now on Sunday, absolutely rip us apart. But let's hope mm-hmm. not. Um, so for yeah, I agree with your last point more. For me. I've got Cancelo. He's going nowhere. I never even considered selling him. He's just too good. Um, apart from the double, I don't think I'll go there just because of the price points. I just can't get. I would love Sterling. I can't get to him. Mares. I can't even get to Mares. The way my team is structured, so I'm not going to rip it up for. They, they are good. They're definitely good, but they are differential players. When they when they deliver, apart from Cancelo, probably won't hurt you because their their ownership is so low. So it's a risk risk worth taking. Um, for those who are chasing, absolutely, but I wouldn't rip my team up for their players. But that's just my my, my personal opinion. Just okay, very, well, brief, very briefly, yeah. Marzi on on Mars, when he's had more than um, sixty minutes in his last few appearances, I'll just read out his points totals, and I appreciate this. The stats brigade might come after me. His points totals since game week seventeen, where he's had more than sixty minutes. Okay, thirteen points, twelve points, ten points. Nine points, ten points, three points, fourteen points, and three points. You know, There's absolutely that is no denying in his. Oh, oh he yeah. is an unbelievable player. I, I love watching him as well, and I love I love owning him when you own him when you're on the right side of that. Absolute, absolutely, definitely an option. Definitely, as they progress, if they progress in the in the Champions League, depending what happens on Sunday and the Cup, there will be rotation and there will be minute management. It's just natural. Klopp will do the same. So will Pep. It's just natural. So we just have to to watch out for it or take the risk. It's calculated risks. So those are the topics, and we're quickly going to jump into the the listener questions. Some mm-hmm. of them are about the topics that we just touched on so we can do like a quick quick answer and then there's some funny ones that we can discuss uh, discuss a bit more so uh, uh glenn mc fbl's coach here do i let my bias dislike for harvey Barnes as an fbl fraud take over and give him the boot for the other one with the suave hair and eyebrow gymnast skills i i guess he's talking about madison he must be i mean madison yeah. so, sorry to sorry to to diss his um his, his style, but he does seem like a massive wanker, doesn't he? <laughs> so, no. What an so absolute it, tosser. It, he let's, loves let's, himself. <laughs> he needs a slap. <laughs> right. Madison or Barnes? Hannah, Madison or Barnes? Um, if, if you already have have Barnes, keep him. Um, but if you're going to either, I would probably go for Madders, um, unless he plays for Mets in the conference league. Then I would reconsider. Barnes is easier to get because he's cheaper. Mm. But yeah, it's it's Madison, an interesting one. He just like when Madison is on the pitch, he impacts the entire game so much. So he's always yeah. involved. And Barnes is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morph, one name, Barnes or Madison? Barnes. Cool. FBL uh, underscore Frank at Frank 
2022. Does the dude Morpheus have a KFC bucket after every goal his players score, like he does after every training session? Do you? Do you? <laughs> Not in- okay, so a couple of things. Firstly, I could have a KFC bucket after every, every goal my players score because um, my players yeah, never score goals. scored any. <laughs> so, so that's easy. Um, and I don't, I don't have a tire bucket after training session, but I'm, I'm sure as hell not uh, uh, sort of. I'm sure as hell not abstaining from fried chicken after a training session. It just <laughs> makes me feel good. And you know what? You should have some too. I haven't touched it in four months. I, I appreciate Han- Hannah. Actually, Han- Hannah's a perfect replacement for, for Kylie today because, like Kylie, Hannah's Hannah's vegetarian. Um, yes, true. And the, the last time I realized this, I may have had a drink or two, Hannah. So I, I need to offer you an apology because the last time um, uh, Hannah and I, H- Hannah and I met up as part of the FPL meetups, Marcy was there too. But I, I realized now I was munching a double whopper while standing in front of her. So my, my sincerest <laughs> apologies to you, Hannah. Um, I don't but, mind. I, I was eating the vegan sushi. So sushi. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, as long as you weren't hungry. <laughs> Frank's, uh, Frank also has an FBO question. Is it worthy moving Kulu to Mado or Barnes for 33? Can wildcard him back in for 34 onwards? Or is the rotation risk not worth it with Leicester in Europe? So, again, we discussed the rotation risk. We discussed everything. Straight up answer. Kulu to uh, Leicester def- midfielder. Yes or no for the double? If he has Son or Kane, then yes. If he doesn't have Son or Kane, then no. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's worth it. You say it's worth it. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, right, I think that covers all the FPL questions, which is good. Uh, uh, not with, so, just Gabriel at FPL Lens. It's an interesting one. Is it possible to remain focused on process while obsessing about overall rank? Um. And then he goes on about saying, you know, when we are judged, how can we start... St- look away from results when we're just on our results. I, I, I like the... I, I don't want to get into a rant about the question. So a couple of things. Firstly, um, just Gab, uh, Gabriel, FPL Lens, really good account to follow. So, Love you know, yeah. Get out, get out and follow him if, if you're you're on Twitter. Um, Donkey Sanctuary actually comes back with a, a good question and they, ha- they have a good little, little back and forth between them. Very well spirited. They do, yeah. I, I think one of the things that, that's keen to do, that, that is important to note, excuse me, is that Yes, you should trust in your process and iterate and improve it, but also you should acknowledge where potentially you have veered from your process and you should acknowledge where you've been uh, lucky as a result of veering away from your process. And you should acknowledge where you've been unlucky in sticking to your process and then make your decisions accordingly. And then those iterations with the luck that you receive should start to become part of your new process. And if that's the case, all you're doing each time is improving your your process, which means that you can focus both on the process itself and the results that you retain, which manifested themselves in your overall rank. So it was a really good question, which is then, then it can lead to a really, really uh, tough answer. Yes. Well, I have nothing else to add after that. Um, <laughs> so um, General Z at General underscore Z, uh, Zod uh, underscore P.E. one. What is your favourite sandwich? Hannah, I hope you come up with something different to what you said on the pod, so I don't... You know. <laughs> How could I change it? I can think about something else, for sure. No, um, no, go on. More, you you, you, you be honest. Morph, you tell us, what's your favourite sandwich? 
I, I wouldn't say a, a burger because um, I think that wasn't allowed. But very briefly, um, got got to be some some pastrami. Love love a bit of salt beef. Uh, get some get some pickle on there. Some mustard. Uh, nice thick uh, white bread. Just um, just get it down you with a with a beer and uh, oh man, then then you you go straight for a nap. So yeah, my favourite sandwich is, is anything that's heavy enough to uh, to send me for a nap. And hopefully there's a cabana nearby. I'm gonna go for an aubergine with falafel and halloumi. In a nice bitter. Very nice, oh, yeah. very nice one. Oh, definitely. Hannah, have you thought? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna mention my my original favorite one. Absolutely fine. It it depends. But yeah, my favorite is rye bread, preferably toasted, with fish roll and an egg on top. It's lovely. It's it's lovely. He's going to be so upset when he hears that I'm talking about this again. <laughs> it's really it's right. quite upsetting hearing it now, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dan at FBL Fella. Um, Morph, Snog Maria Void, FBL Fella, FBL Obsessed, Clem Bobby 82. Uh, just quick answers. Quick answers. I've already snogged FBL Fella, so that's, okay. that's a very easy yeah. one. Um, I'd I'd marry FPL obsessed because um, I've I've seen his car and his house and they are both pretty epic, uh, and I would unfortunately avoid uh, avoid Clem Bobby because frankly I'm I'm scared that he might drink me under the table uh, and I can I can handle my booze so sorry sorry just, Clem just but I, to cla- just to, cla- to clarify it was Shag Mary so you would Shag fella basically yeah? I'd, I've already shagged him let's be honest ah, okay yeah cool yeah I, I don't even know obsessed and claim Bobby so and I'm gonna save Hannah the, the the this this hassle of answering this so thank you more for answering that question <laughs> um I'm at Nordic Magpie best food to eat while consoling yourself over a horrible game week and what is ice, more safe ice word ice cream Morph what's your favorite food to eat when you're consoling yourself is it fried chicken uh no fr- fried chicken is to reward myself um uh-huh. pizza is to console mm-hmm. myself just okay and, some, and something about your safe word? Yeah, my safe word. Um, I, I, my safe word is keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, Hannah had a question for you before she before she was invited mm-hmm. onto the pod, asking you if you were gonna get all the points next game week or leaving some for the rest of us too. Is this something to do with fan tracks or is it? Did you score hard last game week or something? No, H- Hannah and I have a running joke that we're both going to get where we encourage each other to just just get all the points. And it, it actually comes across really sarcastic when other people read it on Twitter. But it's <laughs> Hannah giving me genuine encouragement. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and my response like to that was, I'm sorry, Hannah, um, much like my uh, much like my my employment, my job as an accountant, my uh, my FPL uh, FPL season just keeps rendering itself pointless. <laughs> But thanks for the encouragement. It's much appreciated, dude. Uh, Randy Shafter at Randy Shafter saying, what do you look for in a fixture ticker? Kylie said that she wrote it as a fixture tickler. Um, I'm not sure which I would prefer. Uh, But uh, yeah, do you look for, do do you actually look for the colours or do you actually look at the fixtures and make your own assumption up? I'll let Hannah give a serious answer to this one before Mm -hmm. I respond to Randy. Yeah, um, I did think about this for a while. I usually do like to go through them myself, kind of ignoring the colors altogether. So making my mind mind up as I go. Um, I would prefer the ones with 
they are kind of separated in in terms of this is a defensively good picture and this is an attacking wise good picture. Um, have more than color more colors than than only two or three, and those would be like you'd want to want it to be like giving you visual direction already at a glance. That could be somewhat reliable. And with FPL's fixture ticker ticker and the FDRs, they have just updated Leicester as an easier fixture. And and I'm very upset with that. That will all change. <laughs> but but in, in response to Randy, what I say is the more chips I have, the less inclined I am to laugh at a pair of cock and balls on a fixture ticker such as the one mm-hmm. that Randy drew. However, if I was chipless, I would absolutely adore Randy's cock and balls. Fantastic. Uh, FBL Elf. At Elf FBL. What is the most fun you can have with £10? I mean, this is dangerous. Where are we with these £10? Because, you know, like £10 in, in Thailand well, look, can if go it's, very... <laughs> if it's an, oh, Marzi, you just went straight there, didn't you? You just went straight hey, there. Hey, I'm just saying £10 in, in butt is a lot of money. You could well, eat loads. Uh, let, uh, let me put it another way. Let's say you're local and it's an incremental £10. So if you've already spent 300 an extra 10 can get you a long way. <laughs> right? And I'm, I'm just saying that uh, that I'd suggest that Dave come on a night out with you and me and, and we'll take him we'll take him further than that £10 ever could. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, right. So that's all we have time for the questions um, and all the questions we've answered them. So thank you very much. We always love the, the serious and the fun ones. So quickly, guys, uh, before we wrap up, let's look at our captains and transfers. So um, obviously not, no one will probably be captain Salah. So Hannah, who, who, who are you looking to captain and what are your moves for next week? So you thought that this was going to be the quick part? I am... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I had my like bus team set up so that Saka was my captain, but then I watched the game and now I'm like I I have no clue of captaincy. And then Tierney's out for however long, so I also have to make a transfer. So the bus team with rolling the transfer and everything is ugh, everything's messed up. I don't know. I need help, and I'm getting like really dangerous thoughts as well. Like my. Mm, I guess the template move would be to get Cancelo because I can afford him um, with one transfer to Tierney. Um, so that would be the safe one. But then um, I am seriously considering um, 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 Shar from yeah. Newcastle. Like yeah. Yeah. So that's Definitely like Shar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Morph, let's help uh, Hannah with her captain. Who are you captaining? Because you've got Kane, right? I've I've busted on Kane. Um, yeah. I need to to make an assessment. I think if mm. if United announce a new manager, um, then I may well transfer Salah to uh, to Bruno, and uh, and go Bruno captain. And then that may set me up to avoid free hit thirty three, so I can move my free hit to to thirty seven. But um, to go back to the earlier question, yeah, I, I'd I'd want some more intel. See how everything pans out with the Europa League. So. Uh, I'm done with early transfers this season. I've, I've already had to take two minus fours off the back of it. <laughs> so it's bust on Kane. May well go on Bruno. If not, um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll stick with Harry Kane for for this week. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget the the deadline is this Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me, it's Kane, Kane captain. And to be honest, it's an easy one. Like you know, to, like we said, the guys on form, um, Saka's vice. I think 
Um, moves. Richarlison is going. Thank you very much for the two penalties. Appreciate it. Um, San Maximilian most likely 99% coming in. Just, you know, it's a fun punt, isn't it? Like, it's, what could yes, go wrong? Well, could go two fun. home games. Two home games. What could go wrong? I mean, there's nobody else in that price range that I want. And with the bench boost, I'm not, I'm not going to go down all the way to, to go for a, another premium defender or something like this. I've already decided that. I will be making two moves just to prepare. So it's either Foster for uh, Dubravka or uh, could even do uh, Amati for um, Shah. Um, I don't need the player to play so they can sit on the bench. I even considered um, Ramsey to Fred. If I don't have Bruno, I would like to have Fred as cover. Fraser is an option. So many options. So I need to decide what I'm doing. I don't have to bring Dubravka in now. I don't have to bring Shah in now because they're more for the double. So it's really who else do I bring in now to prepare for 33? And could Bruno be that one with Salah? Because, but even if I bring Bruno, I think I'm still Captain Kane. It's whether I stick with Salah or not. So, Hannah, do you have Son? Nope, I have Kane, though. Then Kane is your, I mean, that's an easy one. Move your captain yeah, from Saka sure. to Kane for now and sleep on it. But I'm worried now that Saka scores a, scores a hat-trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Kane will be very highly captain, so he's always going to be over. Yeah, I think he'll be Kane... Kane or uh, or a United player will be this this game week um, um, highest captains. Well, mm. guys, thank you so much. It's been absolute uh, pleasure and fun as always. And this is all we have time for. I've been Mars at Mars or five. He's been Morpheus at the dude Morpheus, and she's been Hannah. I need to get this right at <laughs> FBL Catch Your Epepe. Don't no, forget FBL Hannah. Uh, oh, FBL Hannah. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I decided to go the hard way. <laughs> uh, don't forget uh, Amiga Kali at Kali FBL and PJ at Hindu Monkey. Follow follow uh, our account at the Three Amigos FBL. Please um, like and uh, rate the pod if you like what you hear from us. That's all we ask you for. Uh, stay safe. Don't forget the early uh, deadline. And adios, amigos. Three brave amigos are we.